0: Coming up, Scotland star Chris Greaves on his international journey so far and that historic win over Bangladesh at the Men's T20 World Cup. While on the home front, we report from round one of the Eastern Premier League and Western Premier Division as our season's coverage gets underway. All that and more on the Cricket Scotland podcast. Ball out there, give Hamilton any
1: wits and will take you.
0: And Catherine Bryce comes under it She won't make any mistake That's the first wicket for Scotland
1: Six to win And Richie
0: Barrington Has finished it with a six And that's the win for Scotland They've secured the super over Oh, must be out It is out Scotland have done it What a victory this is for Scotland The greatest in their cricketing history Welcome. It's great to have your company again. And Rosie, great to be back for a new season. Loads to look forward to and a lot to talk about too on and off the field. Uh, To begin with, we must talk about that piece of really exciting news that broke this week from ESCA.
2: Yes, we must, Jake.
0: Good to see you too.
2: Yeah, the ESCA Women's Workshops, which is fantastic to see um, that Annette has set up, Annette Aitken-Drummond has set up. And basically, they're just going to be doing... Uh, a bowling workshop, so seam seam bowling with Katie and and Sam Hago, fielding workshop with with Abby Aitken Drummond and Cara Scott, and then a batting workshop with Lorna and Megan. It's just fantastic, and then a spin workshop with Abduha and Catherine Fraser. Like, how could you get any better than that? I think I might need to. I might convert. I might convert from seam. To spin i should maybe go along to it but anyone that's interested in signing up um, just go on to i think they've got it on twitter i'm sure they'll probably have it on their website but you can sign up and even if you're not at a club we can make sure that we can signpost you or i'm sure someone will be there to signpost you to uh, one of your closest clubs so um yeah get people signed up if, you, if you're listening and, and you might know uh, a, a woman or a girl that will be interested in it so
0: it's so cool isn't it it's i mean what an opportunity to to work with these eight international cricketers and oh just 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 fantastic and similarly in the month of ramadan so good to see the events at lords this week the iftari that was held in the long room such a such an iconic symbolic venue and i know that we're all incredibly proud of two of our players who were closely involved in making that happen? Ikra Farouk, uh, who was one of the organisers, and Abta suit who spoke so well again after it.
2: Yeah, I think um, you know it's just amazing to see things like that happening at Lords, and and just to make her, I think it's just a really powerful message and one that hopefully makes our game begin to you know help grow our game and make it more diverse and inclusive. So you know just so that everyone feels that they have a place within cricket, do check out the piece on Sky. Uh, social media about the event, event if you haven't already. It was amazing to see. So on to our first guest today, Chris Greaves had a winter he'll never forget crowning his first tour in a Scotland shirt with that player of the match performance and the historic win over Bangladesh at the men's T20 World Cup in Oman. Jake spoke to him about that as well as all his hopes for Grange in the Eastern Premier League this season.
0: Welcome, Chris. We're absolutely delighted to have you on for our first show of the season, not least because we managed to find a time in what's an incredibly busy schedule for you at the moment. Tell us a, a wee bit about your life just now.
3: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. Um, it's great to find a bit of time where we can actually have a conversation and and fit it all into the busy schedule um, with the mixture of, you know, cricket, uh, coaching, uh, training, training, um, and trying to find some free free time here and there. So, um, but yeah, things are very, very busy. And um, I think we're looking forward to an extremely exciting year ahead. So yeah, it's been great.
0: Well, it is so good to have you on after what was an unforgettable winter, which we'll get to in a moment, of course. I remember the, the first time, though, we spoke, I interviewed you back at the end of of 2018 uh you'd just been selected for the tour of oman that happened at the start of 2019 just before shane burger took over as as head coach it turned out in the end to be quite a long wait for that first cap um and a journey with a few twists and turns from then to now
3: yeah most definitely um i'll often remind myself it's international cricket it's it's not something you just get given but yeah um 2019 was um an exciting, frustrating, enjoyable year, but I think I learned a lot going to um, Oman and you know being with the camp and see how they go about their things at that level, and then just trying to get closer and closer to the squad. Um, you know, the squad we've become a very close-knitted unit, which has been fantastic. I suppose going to Oman in 2019, you you always want to play. Um, it didn't work out that way, and that was fine. You know, it's just what you can buy in and. And take from it um, and obviously you know you've got 11 boys on the park that you need to contribute to somehow off the field so um yeah I learnt a lot uh, I've taken a lot from that and yeah it's been a, a very different few years I must be I must say that so it's it's been exciting it's been great.
0: So how did it feel come last winter then to finally uh, to finally get presented with that first cap?
3: Yeah it was it was pretty special you know going over a few of us flew over for the 50-over series uh, just before um, the World Cup preparation and everything like that. So, you know, it was a long, a long trip ahead of us. Um, we were aware of that, and we knew we knew what we were faced up with. Um, what we thought we did, um, you know, with the quarantine and all that. But yeah, getting presented my cap against PNG, um, pretty special day. Um, you know, good, good victory too, and. Um, it managed to come out all right, you know, and um, so the ball was coming out of the hand quite nicely and didn't have to do too much with the bats, which at the end of the day, you take a victory off your first game and, you know, you'll always remember your first cap, no matter where it is, who it's against. And, um, you know, PNG, great side. And I was very fortunate to get that Scottish cap, very special day for me.
0: Well, talking of those warm up games, I mean, you made quite an impression in those in those matches i remember against uh, against holland in particular um before the t20 world cup got underway but what really announced your arrival was that game against bangladesh of course 45 with the bats then two for 19 with the ball as scotland won by six uh runs our first ever win over a full member at a major competition so take us back over that evening tough start for scotland's <laughs> batters 53 for six, Bangladesh bowling well. What was the the mood in the dugout as all that was unfolding?
3: Believe it or not, like from where I was sitting, I was with leski next to me and he's he's a bit of an energy energy vibe, you know, so um, I think the camp itself were obviously nervous, but I wouldn't say too concerned or worried, um, but we had to do some sort of rebuilding and, you know, in the squad that we've got now, it can be any anybody's um, day, you know, so whoever's going to step up on that day and take that responsibility and yeah, very lucky and very thankful that, you know, it was, it was myself and I had the opportunity to do that, but yeah, of course, going out, uh, 56 for six, I think it was, or 53 for six, (laughs) quite, quite daunting. Um, a lot of guys asked me, you know, what was going through your thoughts at that time? And to be honest with you, it was very relaxed, very, um, you know, taking the moment, um, enjoy it and also just slow things down a little. Um, you know, things at that pace, you before you know it, you know, it's it's been and gone. So um, for me at that level, you know, just trying to take it in, slow down the game and have clear plans on how we're going to do it. And I thought from, for myself, you know, going in um, at that time, we had two spinners on either end. And I just thought to myself, I've got to still look to score because I thought if I sit there and try and fend off, we're not going to win the game scoring 100 um, we needed to get one, one twenty, one thirty, something competitive. Mark came and joined me in the middle. Very calm, collected guy. So um, you know, we just went about our business. Um, you know, talking to each other, keeping each other calm, and having real clarity on what we were trying to achieve, um, who we were trying to take down, and um, you know who we were trying to manipulate through through the field. So, you know, I still often ask myself, you know, has it really sunk yet? I was fortunate enough to just watch it back for the first time a week ago, and it it is goosebumps. Like it was, it was very, very special.
0: That's certainly how we were feeling watching it back uh, back here as well. And what was the reaction of the of the Bangladesh players while while this partnership with with Mark Watt was unfolding? I mean, you put on on fifty one. Bangladesh had been well on top, looking like they were going to roll us over for 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 not too many so was there was there a sense of of nervousness that you could sense in 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 them as well
3: um well when i when i walked in um straight away you know it was quite daunting Shakib was right there um he was busy bowling at the at that moment so you know non-striker um and you know all all his troops you know coming together and you know just just making it clear that we're under the pump um and that was very clear. Um, so I remember speaking to Cloudy just before um, he had been involved, and we were, we were having a conversation. And Shakib just walked past me, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we're in the tail here. Yeah, we're in the tail." So, you know, it was it was it was quite quite r- real. And um, and I just thought, you know, we we we're here to find and it was amazing, you know. And what he came out, um, he also just said, you know, like these are our options. Let's try score. Let's rebuild, run them ragged in the field. Um, you know, they were, Amman's quite a, a, a unique ground, um, beautiful facility. Um, and I, f- I felt like there were quite a few pockets in that field. Um, you know, the outfield wasn't, wasn't extremely quick. Um, so there were a few pockets there to turn ones into twos. Um, so that, wasn't our, that was our approach. And then we knew you know, that if we played positively, the boundary ball would come. And uh, thankfully, you know, we were able to put them away at that stage.
0: Yeah. So as I say, you put on, on 51 with with Mark and then another 27 with Josh Davey before you, you fell. But 140 for nine in the end. Uh, but one thing that maybe wasn't really apparent to the viewers at home when you came out to defend it was how the dew had become a factor. I mean, Carl Kutzer was telling yeah. me that, that the ball was getting so wet, he was almost wanting it knocked out of the ground so you could get a new one. Uh, but he also said how keen you were to get the ball in your hand and bowl, and, and it paid off for you straight away.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a conversation I'll never forget. Um, you know, the dew factor was, was obvious. Um, you know, we were sliding about, uh, ball slipping through our hands. And when I got that opportunity, when Carl was speaking to Barrow, and um, you know, Richie turned to him and had a look at me and they gave me the ball and they said, you know, see if you can if you can grip it. And I said, No, no, I can't grip it. And I probably said that, you know, a bit too confidently, um, straight away, just just so keen to get a ball. But um, no, I was able to actually grip the ball. Um and it was it was a conversation there trying to convince the two that I actually can grip the ball. It's not that I just want a ball. <laughs> so um it, it was quite amusing. Um, after the game, you know, t- looking back and actually talking that through. But I feel when I when I came on to bowl, the due factor was in the back of my mind. And actually, first ball uh, didn't quite go to plan. It was a googly that was meant to go across the left hander Shakib. Um, but I almost held the ball a little bit too tight, um, and I dragged it down quite a lot more than I had planned. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it was a day that it was almost like everything. Was meant to be, and it just fell into place, and it was a day that I'll never ever forget.
0: I mean, I remember that that first ball? We, we could almost see Shakib's eyes light up from here, you know. And as you say, when it mm. when it kind of was short, but but you could tell it was your day when he he picked out uh, picked out Callum McLeod on the on the boundary yeah. there, and then uh, Mushriko Rahim was bowled with a beauty a couple of overs later. I remember. Um, so, th- I mean, they kept themselves in it, but the way you you closed out that win. It was so good to see. A lot of very happy supporters back here. But the rest, they say, is, is history. There were wins over PNG, then Oman, and a place in the second stage of a major global tournament for the first time ever. The Super 12 was different, but I mean, my, my feeling was that it was always going to be. Um, I mean, we were lucky to face Afghanistan in the circumstances that we faced Afghanistan with what was going on back home and their determination. And then. India and Pakistan, who had no pressure on their shoulders at all. But in playing an extended run of matches against full member opposition for the first time since the 2015 World Cup, was it, it always going to be about the learning experience and, and sort of resetting that bar above all else, do you think, the Super 12?
3: Um, it's a funny question, um, to be honest, because, you know, there's a lot of mixed opinions and um, the vibe that i got and um, i think majority of the lads in the, in the camp was you know we had earned the earned the respects that we had to, we were there now um you know we we feel that we can compete um what we do realize is you know the mistakes made at that level um don't come around that often so um you know or the mistakes that we do we might do a little bit greater than they do um it's a very uh, a very definite um, difference, and I think you know we're always learning. We know that um, the more the more cricket we can play against full, um, you know, full status um, teams around is is amazing for Scotland. And um, you know, I, I just feel the learnings that we had were were extremely grateful from everyone else, but we almost wanted to adapt a little bit quicker. Um, you know, and I think those those will be learnings now. Um, it all happened quite quickly. I think we we qualified for the Super 12s and then had a little bit of a break um, whether, you know, you hear a lot of people say the momentum was broken there, um, all that. And, you know, people can have their their uh, opinions of that I suppose. Um, for myself, it was a case of yeah, we had achieved something great and I wanted to keep achieving and you know, challenge the guys at the top of the table um, around the world, um, play against guys you look up to. Um, So, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot there. And I think everyone has slight different approaches and probably took a lot, a lot of differences from it. Um, But for myself, I do, I do ask, I'm quite hard on myself though. I I do ask myself when I come back, you know, could I have done a bit better? Um, You know, yes, it was a, a good tournament but it could have been a little bit better. Um but you know we always pushing the bar. Um we're believing now as as our squad and you know Kyle likes to say you know it, it is believable. It's not unbelievable. Um which you know we've done it. And and I think that's something that you know is very good for Scottish cricket. And you know just understand that it is actually believable and we can achieve things that we never thought we could. So um I think the camps a very confident camp and i think we just need to keep playing more cricket at the,
0: the top level yeah i mean I mean, the history of that moment i think can't be lost as as well you know the first team ever to qualify for a, a second stage of a, of a major tournament and of course by doing that qualification for the the um the t20 world cup that's happening later this year as well so another another opportunity coming so i mean looking back at that competition, then at a distance of a few months, what's your what's your abiding memory of that tournament? Now that that experience,
3: oh, there's so many so many great memories. To be honest, um, some tough days, um, some ha- happy times, more happy times than unhappy. Um, I'll put it that way. And um, I think, you know, looking back, that it was a dream. I often talk about, you know, it's a kid's dream to play the World Cup. Um it was for me, you know, growing up in South Africa, it was always a dream to play in the World Cup, um, travel, play against the best teams in the world and just play cricket and get challenged at that level. But I think being a part of the World Cup, being in re- restrictions, um, you know, COVID protocols and um, very, it's its history as it's own, you know, it's the first tournament or cricket World Cup that's actually had to be under those um restrictions so uh, i i feel it was a very different vibe and um, you know the icc and cricket scotland made it as comfortable and accommodating as as it was um which is brilliant there's so many things that you know we we always stories come up talk about these moments um, for me it was just how we stuck together as a unit um you know as 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 one team and we we know it was tougher or more tough for for some than others, uh, and I think we came together as a squad, and it's a very special thing to be able to do. Yeah,
0: I mean that was really really apparent again. Watching back here, and and everybody was behind you. Uh, I mean, looking ahead to, to this year now, another big one: New Zealand on the horizon, and then of course that that trip to Australia. What are your your own hopes and ambitions then, looking looking forward?
3: On my side of things you know you, you've done it once you want to do it again um, you want to keep doing it you want to keep competing you want to get better um, so yeah my plans are um, pretty similar to last year um, in terms of challenge myself um, I want to keep challenging myself getting better learning and yeah hopefully do a little bit better um, this this year round um, you know we've got I've got a taste of it some boys have had it before but um, but it's it's something that you want to repeat and have more of um you want to enjoy it as long as you can if that makes sense because uh, we, we're not we're not getting any younger and we know this game you you know there is a time where you have to start thinking about other things and but from for me personally, I'm still constantly working on being fit and um, strong adapting my game. you know there's so many aspects that um I want to keep improving and and Be better, so so yeah, that's that's probably my drive for, for this upcoming year. Um, we've got a lot of crickets, um, before that. Um, so you know, we've got a trip to the US for some 50 over stuff, um, ODIs, and we've got World Cricket League games right through up until that. And then we've got New Zealand, um, visiting us before um, the World Cup, too. So, you know, um, there's a lot of crickets, there's you, you've got to stay. Stay with it, stay fit, stay injury free. Um, and yeah, hopefully be on the plane to the World Cup in Australia at the end of the year.
0: And and along the way, of course, there's the the league season with Grange too. Um, wash out last weekend, sadly. But what do you make of of Grange's prospects then for the Eastern premier season ahead?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's typical, isn't it? First game <laughs> of the season, a little bit of rain. <laughs> um <clears throat> Well, firstly, it, you know it's it's great to be back playing playing in Scotland. I've been playing my cricket in the northeast of England for the last two two and a half years, so it is quite quite nice to be back. Different scenes for myself. Um, obviously was at Forfarshire, but now living in Edinburgh it was quite difficult to um, commute um, every weekend. Um, so there's no animosity there at all. Um. Yeah, no love loss. Uh, but no, it's a special club. But I'm I'm very thankful for Grange and the way they've accommodated me so far. Um really looking forward to the new journey. And I think, you know, we've got very young, young and great talented players um right through the squad. Um so yeah, it's gonna be a good season ahead, I hope. And you know, we we're taking one game at a time and we wanna be positive and keep challenging each other. Um but yeah, um, I think it's going to be a positive year for all the Stags.
0: And uh can't leave it without mentioning next week, away to Heriot's next weekend, more than <laughs> a, a few familiar faces in the opposition lineup. How are you feeling about that one?
3: Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great game. With some good good friends and good rivalries too. Um, so I think, you know, Heriot's and Grange have had a great rivalry for many years. And I think there's going to be quite Quite a, quite a heated heated situation um, next weekend but I'm sure it'll be kept in the, in the spirit of the game um, playing against our teammates and yeah good friends
0: Well Chris thank you so much for coming on today it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and uh, all the very very best for what's coming next
3: No thanks so much Jake I really appreciate it I've thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah um, all the best and congrats again on the release of your book um, that's fantastic news
2: Chris Greaves are
0: such a great guy oh he is honestly I couldn't be more pleased for him as well he's been around the squad for a long time has worked so hard in his game and really took his chance when it came around it was it was so good to see I had a great chat with him for the book that Gary Heatley and I have written as well uh, he gave some extra insights into that tournament and those chats after the game with the likes of Rashid Khan and the India and Pakistan teams as you showed in the competition, he is a real threat with the bat. He's got a T20 100 at Lords on his CV, of course, and he offers something unique with the ball, especially in that T20 format. With the next T20 World Cup on the horizon, it'll be fascinating to see what happens next.
2: Yeah, and talking of Gary Heatley, our league roundups are back. Welcome, Gary. How was your winter?
1: Hi, Rosie. Yes, thanks for having me again. And uh, yeah, it's amazing that the season's come around so soon. It seems like we're just finishing the end of. 2021 season now we're back again and also just as amazingly it rained quite a lot on the first weekend of the season which is uh, something we're all pretty used to but good to be back.
0: Yeah absolutely I mean after a week of pretty much glorious weather certainly in these parts there was a sort of inevitability about what would happen on Saturday I guess Scottish cricket is a game of perseverance played on the edge of possibility as Alex Massey once wrote and here we were again. Only one of the ten top flight games was completed, but that came in the east, Gary.
1: Yeah, that's right, Jake. Um, and that was at Maire side, where what were playing, Stuart's Melville. Stuart's Melville, you remember last season had to beat Meagle in the last day to to stay up. Meagle obviously got relegated, and uh, yeah, they seem to be a, a sort of good feel good factor from Stuart Mel heading into the season. Having spoken to Captain Stephen Parker last week, and and this. Uh, this DLS win at side will certainly have helped that as well. What's well, has batted first in the game and lost key men Mike Carson, the skipper, and Ollie hears early on. Carson had to retire hurt, and Hares was caught by Adam McCool first ball off the bowling of young Joe Newman. It was then down to new boy Andrew Brock, the former Stu Mellon Grange player, to hold the home innings together, and he made 62 not out of 63 balls. Harry Shiv Mangal chipped him the useful 22 not out. As Watson has posted, 152 for 5, and the innings cut back to 27 overs. Newman ended up with 3 for 25, while McCool and Soyeb Kuniyasa, the latter on his debut, also took scalps. Stumel then required a revised target of 148 via DLS, and things didn't start brilliantly for them when Josh Stinson were both their openers to leave them 36 for 2. Then Ben Wilkinson really got going, and he played a brilliant innings, making 87 not out of the 63 balls which included eight fours and five sixes. Skipper Parker supported him with 16 from 21 balls, while Kanu Sire hit a very useful 12-not-out of just six balls at the end. 16 runs came off the 25th over, bowled by Hares, and fittingly, Wilkinson finished it with a four to give the men from Leith a four-wicket win. In the four games that didn't reach their conclusions, Ali Shah made 75-not-out for Carlton at Falkland, and Craig Wallace made 56 for Forfisher at Sturdywood Dice. In the bowling stakes, Mark Watt took five wickets for Harriots at Ardworth and Lewis James took four wickets for Forfisher sure, up at Stonywood Dice. All the eight clubs who didn't finish games in the first week will be looking to get a full fixture in a week two.
0: Yeah, it was a similar story out west. I mean, I was all set for the, the long drive to Hamilton Crescent to watch Champions Clydesdale take on Western Scotland. But after seeing the forecast, I settled for the live stream instead. And just as well, only half an hour's play was possible there. But there was lots to whet the appetite on display. Clydesdale, put in on a typically green April pitch, had made a really good start. Captain Paddy Barber having raced to 30 not out But Dave McNulty and John Oliver had put a real break on the scoring, McNulty claiming the wicket of Imran Mughal with one that nipped back to take out the leg stump as Mughal tried to glance it through the offside. There was a cracking battle developing there, uh, which made it all the more frustrating when the rain, which had been falling from pretty much the start, finally won. Clydesdale 40 for 1 off 9, McNulty 1 for 5 off his 4 and general disappointment all round. At Meekle Riggs, Fergusley, and Stirling County didn't even get that far, the match being abandoned without a ball being bowled, while another good battle was developing between Kelvin and Langside, the latter having raced to 61 off eight overs, but with two wickets down. The first wicket of the season went to Prestwick opening bowler Ronan Alexander, who struck second ball to remove Uddingston's Nick Martin. Uddy were 92 for two, with Moawase 47 not out when the rain came, but the performance of the day came at Nunham where Michael English smashed a magnificent 133-ball 180 for air against Dumfries. With Lord Jefferson making 56-2, the promoted side had racked up a mammoth 349-4 for by the time the weather moved in, with 10 balls of the innings remaining. So, a frustrating week all-round, but some tantalising signs of what's to come.
2: Thanks, Jake. Looking forward to next week and some more big games in both divisions. But that's it from us today. We'll be back next Tuesday with our new guest and all the Scottish cricket chats. Until then, thanks for listening. From Jake, Gary and me, see ya.